Hey everyone, welcome to Librarians Assemble, your premier audio resource for all things libraries and comics. I know we've been gone for a while, so you probably forgot who I am. Well, let me tell you, I'm Josh Stone, and with me... I'm Angel. And we are the podcast. I know it, it seems weird that there's a podcast in your ears right now featuring us, but hey, here we are. So it's been a crazy month for for me specifically... And I know Angel has also had a, a very hectic month. And that's pretty much exactly how long we've been, I, I want to say off the air, but this isn't radio. Yeah, um, this was the last time we recorded. Yeah, it's been, it, I, I, looking at the website, it's been a, a month, over a month since we, end of June was the last time we put out an episode. Oi. Um, yeah, in that time, a lot has happened. Um, I I moved, I started a new job, everything was very hectic, my wife got very sick and is just now coming out of it, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be, that'll be about well, it Well, I'm glad me. you're feeling better. Yeah, me, me too, she's, she's going back to work tomorrow, so that's exciting for, for multiple reasons, mainly because it means she's feeling well enough to do, like, life, <laughs> But, um, so yeah, it's been really crazy for me. Uh, Angel, what the heck have you been up to? Um, I still have a kid. Oh, so good. That. So you didn't have to sell it yet. <laughs> that, that's good. I'm glad you haven't sold him. He, he seems like a good little guy. But, uh, I should have to put him on the black market. He's doing good. He's doing good. Um, we are still living with my in-laws, so it's a little hectic. Mm. But God bless. we've had, uh... A lot going on because I've slowly started going back to work at Pace. I did uh, the Not at Comic Con uh, oh, a couple weeks ago. Fun. How so, was that? I, I did not get out to that. How was that? It was crazy tense. It yeah. was so packed. We had a bigger turnout than I think we've ever had. Wow. And uh, we had a giant cosplay raid, which was <laughs> phenomenal. We had a life size Groot. Oh, wow. And Jesus. <laughs> course since suicide squad is coming out we had tons of harleys and jokers uh, and not surprised i just had to make a a little list for my library's website called what would harley quinn read it wasn't wasn't <laughs> my, wasn't my idea but i made the best of it um that's yeah. not to say i don't like harley quinn i love harley quinn i just i don't know i don't really know I, how, how to express what i <laughs> how i feel about that but I love Harley Quinn from Batman the Animated Series. Yes. And I, I love Amanda Connor's version of Harley Quinn. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I have no idea if I like the new... What's her name? Margot? Margot Robbie? Margaret Robbie? I don't remember yeah, her, her name. Um, I don't know if I like her Harley Quinn yet. I mean, I don't hate her from the trailers, but... I don't uh, hate her, I just, but I don't... Good. I'm scared because I love, I, like I said, I love Batman the Animated Series, Harley, mm-hmm. and there's no accent and there's no uh, classic black and red suit. Yeah, and, it's not. Yeah, that's the suit's not. I mean, I guess the suit is what's bothering me in in one sense. The past several years has seen a sexual sexualization of harley quinn that i haven't really enjoyed (laughs) um 
I mean, obviously. That black and red suit does not leave a lot to the imagination. No. But it covers all the necessary things. And And she was, I don't know, I mean, she was cute and she was flirtatious. Yes. But what I've seen of of what they've done with Harley's over the past, what is it, about five years now? Yeah. Especially New 52. So since New 52 onward, I don't know, it's, I don't. I don't feel comfortable with it. And and I hear from a lot of female comic readers who who kind of disagree with what I'm saying that like they view her as kind of more empowered now and if if that's if that's what they're doing then I 100% support it and if you like like the new version of Harley Quinn I you know that's that's cool. That I, obviously cool. I have nothing against that. I just aesthetically it just feels weird to me. I don't know. See, for me, I just, for me coming from a, I see lots of cosplayers. Yeah. And it's one, if it's a 20 something, you know, even a 15 or 16 year old cosplaying Harley, the new Harley. Yeah. With her shorts and her midriff top. It's not, it's not, it's not cool. I also see, like, this past week at the Nada Comic Con, we had, and don't get me wrong. She looked adorable, but it was like a seven-year-old mm. in short shorts. There was there was this little girl and her parents who have gone to several of our local comic cons. Yeah, and I, she's probably older now because I haven't seen her in a while, so she probably doesn't fit in the little car anymore. But she used to drive around in this little like this little. Uh, oh, I- her. Yeah, you remember her? This little Jeep. I forget what, it was like a Tonka, not a Tonka Jeep, but you know, like the little pow, pow, power wheels, those guys. Yeah. She used to drive around in a little Jeep dressed like the Batman animated Harley Quinn. And she, yeah. to this day, is my favorite Harley Quinn cosplayer that I've seen. She, she is awesome. She's the best. She steals and- the show every time she's ever been to one of the cons I've ever gone to. Everyone just like falls in love with her talks to her parents and she went to one of the halloween sales in uh-huh. the last couple of years but she also was at um the very short-lived shock pop convention that mm. was in I lauderdale heard, i heard about that and yeah, yeah. Not, her being there. <laughs> not her being there i mean the convention yes but my my husband and his best friend went with uh their my friend's kid mm-hmm. and so which was hilarious that was a whole other story <laughs> but um but yeah they went and it was funny because in the middle of the day i get this text message from my husband of a video of this little girl in a harley mm-hmm. outfit on a power wheels and i was like that's the best thing i've ever seen i know she, she was <laughs> the best she's been to the palm con she's been the mega uh not mega oh, i'm sure she's been to mega con i didn't see her there she's been to super con and animate miami and all the ones she, her and her her parents love going to those cons, and she's great. And like that's a fun Harley Quinn. But like the idea of this girl growing up and that this is now her Harley, you know, like yeah, she dressed up as a Harley Quinn that she doesn't really know. Like obviously her parents dressed her up, you know, like yeah. And as she grows up, that's her Harley Quinn now. Is this yeah. girl with a bat in really short shorts? I don't know. I don't know. That's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, 
what else, what else are we here? Like, what what else has been going never on? Never get sidetracked. No, all the time. <laughs> Welcome to Librarians Assembled, your premier audio resource for all things, whatever pops in our mind. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, just carrying on with what what we've been up to, man. Like, so yeah, I started a new job. I work in collection development now, which means I order crap for the library system. Um, yeah. One of the things I took over my primary role was supposed to be um, just audiovisual stuff like DVDs and music and audiobooks, but also our electronic collection, our ebooks and our e audiobooks. So I was excited about that because a lot of um, comic book related stuff is, is on our e platforms, and it was going to give me a chance to explore other avenues, which I've already started doing, which I'm excited about. But I also recently took over actually ordering our physical graphic novels. So that's, that's been fun. I was part of a, a team, and the team still exists, but now I I guess I lead that team? I don't know. But I basically disseminate like a bunch of lists to, to some people, and then I kind of curate it and figure it out and all that fun stuff. So I'm really happy with all that, but I've been like... Oh, it's been so much to learn. And like every time I turn, we're at the end, like coming up to the end of our fiscal year. So I've been having to learn all this stuff while like doing like orders consisting of more money than I've ever seen in my life. So like (laughs) every time I put in an order, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a lot of money. And I have like minor panic attacks every time I I order something. (laughs) So it's been a lot more stressful than I thought an office job would be. But... I enjoy it and I'm happy and I I glad I did it but man it's been weird it's been a weirder transition than I thought it would be but I I say all that because um this is a a special episode we're celebrating our 1 year anniversary as a podcast which was actually last month but well, whatever um happy so birthday. happy birthday libraries assemble woo um woo. So I say that because we are – it's going to be just kind of a uh, hangout episode. We're just going to kind of chill and talk about stuff we, we've liked over the past year. But um, next time, Angel and I, and if you, dear listener, would like to participate, please let me know. There's always room for others on the podcast. We're going to talk about digital versus print comics because I'm in a situation now where that's a, a big thing in my life. And I'd like to know how other people feel about them based on, you know, whether or not you're in a library or from Angel's um, experience from being in a a comic book shop. Also, as users, what people prefer. I know there's a big debate over what people prefer to read. So I'm going to put a pin in that for now, but that's kind of where I was going with why I'm talking about my job. And also probably because there's going to be a lot more about collection development on the Librarians Assemble podcast than there has been previously. So, Angel, anything else you want to talk about before we get into celebrating the podcasts that we're currently recording? <laughs> I am ready to celebrate. You're ready to celebrate? All right, so I'm going to eat some cake, and while I eat some cake, you can to know. Um, okay, so basically, we've been around for a year. The first episode of Librarians Assemble came out on July 12th of 2015. So, yeah, last month, <laughs> Ju- uh, July 12th of this year, I was current. I was moving. I was literally having, I think, my fifth heat stroke while moving stuff into our new ap- apartment. 
Um, I kid you not, my wife and I, like the heat almost goes. We live in South Florida, as I'm sure everyone knows from if you've listened to this podcast. And the heat index the weekend that we were moving never went below 103 during the day. And at night, the heat index never went below 94. So, and we moved all day, all night because we're crazy people and we didn't hire movers or want to spend a whole lot of money on a big truck. I'm a weird driver and I don't like driving large vehicles, so I didn't want to drive a large truck either. So it was a disaster and we've both (laughs) vowed never again. Next time we move, we're hiring movers. Um, so that's that, but so that's what I was doing. I was turning in. I remember distinctly mainly because I set a reminder on my phone to tell me when the one year anniversary of this show was so that I could do a podcast about it, not realizing I was going to be moving, but I was, um, taking a nap so that I could wake up, return the truck and return my keys to our landlord when I got a notice that said, congratulations, your podcast has been out for a year. Now you need to go to Ikea and buy new furniture. So that's what I did instead of recording a podcast. But here we are now, and we're going to talk about some of the nerdy stuff that we've liked in the past year. So we're going to try to be as as accurate as we can from July to July, but let's be honest. you've listened. If you've listened to the show before, you know that accuracy is not... It, yeah, we, I mean, we, we get as close as we can, guys. Come on. We're a shoestring operation here. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to talk about things that we've liked over the past year. So that's TV shows, Wait, movies. Go ahead. What happened? <laughs> we even have a shoestring? <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of my shoes are slip-ons. I don't, I don't think I... <laughs> I have one pair of shoes with actually a shoelace these days. I was going to say, my, my budget is Tom's. Let's slip it. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> God, I'm I'm rocking a pair of sandals that I need to replace so bad, man. But like, I uh, I love these pair of sandals, you know. Yeah. I can't find them anywhere, and I gotta I gotta do some internet research on these sandals, man. Anyway. I had a dog eat my flip flops moment last week. You had so a flip flop. Rock- a dog ate my flip flop. Oh no. Yes. So I'm rocking the dollar flip flop from Walmart. Oh god, I hate those flip flops. I hate. <laughs> I hate actual flip-flops. I need, like, a pair of, like, too expensive sandals. Like, I shouldn't be spending over $30 on a pair of sandals, but I have to because yeah. I, I don't like... One, I have, like, if you're listening to us right now and you live anywhere outside of the state of Florida, you're probably like, you don't... You own sandals? That's so tacky. Um, <laughs> we live in Florida. We have to own sandals. Yeah. Like, or your feet sweat. There's no way in hell I'm going outside of my house just to run a quick errand and I'm throwing on a pair of sneakers or my boots or anything like that. It's it's constantly humid here. I'm putting sandals on. And I'm putting sandals on with my sneaker with my uh jeans people, so deal with it. Um anyway, I have no idea what we're talking about. Sandals are, are Sandals are mandatory, and you got to get good ones. And I don't like the ones with the little plastic in between my toes. No. But I also don't like sandals that don't go between your toes. Those sandals that you, like, just strap on, I don't like those either. You know what I'm saying? Or am I? Yeah. Mine totally. They have no toe thing. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like those sandals. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about more than sandals today. We're going to be talking about comics, movies, TV shows, anything in the nerd realm that we've taken into our collective consciousness over this past year and what it was we liked about it. So I assume, as always, that Angel has been, is better prepared than I am. So, I have notes. So, see, again, I rest my case. So I'm going <laughs> to let Angel go first. <laughs> All right. So where do we start, so, Angel? We're free-flowing here, man. Wherever you want to start us. Movies, TV show, comics, hit us. Tell the people what I'm you love. Starting, I'm starting us with a TV show, Ooh. which I started out not sure if I enjoyed. Okay. And then I didn't enjoy it, but when it ended, I enjoyed it. That's what a turn. It was such a turn. Supergirl. <laughs> Supergirl. Yes. All right. Supergirl. See, I had not. I have not watched any of it. Um, oh. It came out when I can't around the same time I canceled cable, so I oh, didn't yeah. have a DVR, and I kind of missed. I just kind of missed it. I just ordered it for our library though. <laughs> so tell us what it is you like about Supergirl. Um, or actually, take, first, us, take us through your emotions. Yes, I will take you through my roller coaster. Um, when I started watching it, I was super excited because the girl who plays Supergirl, who plays Kara, reminded me so much of the the lady who was in the original movie of Supergirl. And I appreciated that. And I appreciated that they made the original Supergirl her mom. In the show. Oh, wow. And so they have a, a good track record of that then. I, I yeah. didn't know that. I mean, that's what they did in The Flash, too. Well, they, made, they made Dean Cain uh, Mr. Danvers. Mm. So that's pre- you have all the super elements. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And uh, it started out really, really well. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed And then it became the Monster of the Week type thing, mm. which there's nothing wrong with the Monster of the Week. But when you're Supergirl and have a limited amount of monsters yeah. <laughs> and bad dudes, you probably shouldn't shoot your load in the first season. Yeah, Not but I mean, Arrow, Arrow kind of suffers. Oh, this is Arrow suffers, Arrow so. suffers from a lot. Um, I yeah. was about to try to defend it with a really bad TV show, so I'm going to just go ahead and stop myself. <laughs> Like, yeah. like in the middle of me defending I'm like oh my argument like I realized my argument was already garbage because I started off with Arrow <laughs> yeah started with Arrow yeah uh, I, beat, I, I, I lost um, but, uh, but no it it got monster of the weeky mm-hmm. but then last three episodes you genuinely started caring about Kara and Supergirl and her sister and her friend group and all that kind of stuff. But still my favorite character of the entire show is Calista Flockhart. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> Allie, you mean Allie McBeal? Yeah. <laughs> Playing the mean boss. I love her. That's funny. Love her. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about um, the Flash crossover? I heard it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um... It was a little weird because they didn't exactly explain um, that they're not on the same Earth. Like, mm-hmm. Supergirl does not take place on Earth-1, where Flash is from. 
But I hear which, she's not on Earth 2 either, is that correct? Yeah, which makes no sense to me, because she doesn't know she's not on Earth 1. So how come Supergirl's Earth is not Earth, her Earth 1? Yeah. But that's but so I have no, a very I, important question to ask you now. Yes. Are you ready for this very important question? Right. Have you seen set photos for the upcoming new season featuring Superman? Yes, I have. How do you feel about Superman's butt? <laughs> have you seen? I enjoy, I enjoy um, Henry Cavill's butt far more. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair then, enough. And this young Superman's butt. <laughs> he's he's definitely got an ass on him. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't... I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel I about the judge. look of him, though. Like, ass, you know, butts aside. Um, I don't know. He, he seems, like, really skinny. He's tiny. I'm wondering like, if maybe they'll do something with, like, post? I don't know. He just seems really tiny. He's not buff at all. You know? I mean, he's he's buffer. Than, I, he's buffer than me. Like he's in way better shape than me. I'm like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to body shame him. I'm just saying like from a Superman standpoint. From a Superman standpoint, he is not statuesque Superman that I'm but, used to. To be fair, I also had this very similar reservations about the woman whose name escapes me now, who's playing um, Wonder Woman. Oh, Gal Gadot. Yes, before before I saw the Batman v Superman movie, um, I was like, "Gosh, she's so skinny! Like, she doesn't look like Wonder Woman." What was that? She worked out like crazy though. Before yeah, I know, movie. but like, she was still really like slim. Yeah. And like to me, Wonder Woman's more buff, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "God, is, is she's is she gonna look?" Strong, next to the CGI steroided dudes, and then she came out. I'm like, she's fantastic. She's the best part of this whole damn movie. And I've seen, yeah. you know, after seeing the trailer now for her actual movie for the Wonder Woman movie, she continues to look fantastic as Wonder Woman. And I eat eat my words every time I talk about the movie now. So, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman movie. I, I am so excited. That trailer, she was the best of that damn movie. Yeah, that movie was hot garbage. Yeah. I'm, I'm being told that is not on our list. I'm being told right now. I've got breaking news. Batman v Superman is not on our best of librarians assemble year one list. Okay. No. Awesome. Anything else you want to say about Supergirl? Um, I'm really looking forward to season two. Cool. So. To see, do you, and season two is going to be on the C-dubs now, right? Yes. Yeah, She's they, joining the rest of the crew. So it's all DC all the time now on CW. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I don't remember when season two starts now. Well, it's my turn to talk, so I, I'd otherwise look it up. But I'll look it up anyway. Say more about Supergirl, and I'll, I'll try to find out when season two comes out. What were some of your favorite <laughs> moments of Supergirl? Um, honestly, I really liked in one of the last episodes where the friend group, the Scooby Squad of the show, mm-hmm. is under mind control. And she has to figure out how to break her friends out of it. 
so which is quite interesting to watch because you can see it's, it's all about more like willpower thing like Cat Grant who is the mean lady boss mm-hmm. isn't affected because um oh what's the guy who played uh, I'm blanking on his name Peter something who plays the weird dad in Twilight and I'm ashamed oh, that I know him I, I, I'm sorry I can't <laughs> help you out at all there <laughs> uh, anyway real anyway, quick Supergirl what was it she, he's the bad guy well he plays one of the bad guys oh, okay. he has a soft spot for mean boss lady Cat Grant and mm. sent her this like anti mind control earring. Yeah. <laughs> I want a pair of earrings like that. Right? I, I bet you they're I bet you they're beautiful. Okay, season two comes back October tenth. There we go. There we go. Alright, so Your turn. My turn. So I'm going to start with one of the first things I talked about on this podcast which was the return of Invader Zim. Now, I am a few episodes, I'm a few issues behind, um, but the first arc that was written by Joan and Vasquez was amazing. The art was great, the story was fantastic, but the characters and the dialogues, like, they were just spot on. Like, it would take me... A lot longer to read the Invader Zim comics than it would take me other comics because I would read the dialogue in the voices in my head in the voices <laughs> of the characters. So like there was like a little teleplay going on in my head. So like it was everything was being acted out and the voices and everything. So like it really sucked me back in to one of not just one of my favorite cartoons, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And not only was it one of my favorite TV shows just anyway, but it was one of the things that Amira and I first bonded over when she, um, when I kind of first met my stepdaughter, she was sick and, um, I lent, I, you know, I had all the Invader Zim DVDs and I was hanging out and we put the DVDs on and she just fell in love with, with Gurr, obviously, but the rest of the with the rest of the the show and never look back. And now, I mean, she and I can have entire conversations just quoting Invader Zim, and we often have. So, I mean, Invader Zim has been a huge part of my life. And when I heard it was coming back as a comic, I was excited, but it felt kind of like... It felt kind of weird. I was like, okay, I know Jonah Vasquez can can do comics. He's That's where he started, and he's great at it. And, you know, the... Oni Press is great, and the artist Alex Alexovich, I believe it was, um, is is a phenomenal artist. He did Serenity Rose and a few other comics that were really popular. So it had everything I I knew I and I knew and trusted. You know, like these are all names that I knew could deliver. But it still I still was a bit hesitant because you know it, it's a cartoon that I have so much affinity for, and. Yeah. I wasn't sure how it was going to translate to just static images and without the voices and without like not realizing that my brain could handle the voices <laughs> like my brain knew the voices enough that it didn't need them. 
I hope they get yeah. royalties though from how much my brain has used their voices. <laughs> I hope they're getting paid for it. But yeah, that that's been my favorite. I mean, just that first run, I'm I'm I haven't really read much of it. I still subscribe to it. I still have them all sitting on my iPad. But I haven't really read much of it recently. I kind of like I keep telling myself, okay, this weekend I'm going to binge on my Invader Zim comics and then something else comes up, but like it's not one of those things like I haven't canceled my subscription for it. Like I, I like I'm happy I'll happily drop the three dollars or whatever it is every month for it even if i'm not reading it every single month because i want it i want it to be there and i sure as hell will be binging on it very soon so that that's my first pick i'm going i'm going straight comics and i'm pretty sure in episode one maybe even episode two of librarians assemble i start talking about the invader zim comics so I want to say it was episode one. I think it might have been, man. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was episode one because it was the f- one, and hopefully, I think it was the first and only time. No, I think the first two episodes. I think the first two episodes of this sh- this podcast, I did the first half by myself, and it was yeah. a, a horrible disaster. Which is <laughs> why I reached out to you. I'm like, Angel, I need help. I'm I'm drowning out here. You are the. I want first episode because you had picked it up at the comic book store and that was you when you and I started like talking more often because mm-hmm. we were talking about Invader Zim. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think that sounds right. I did definitely pick up the first issue from my local comic shop and then I subscribed online. Sorry, we'll talk about that more next week. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I'm starting. Angel, do you wanna do you want me to put the ball back in your court? Yeah, my next one is the new Archie series. Oh, cool! Fiona Staples mm. is one of my favorite people ever, and I love her. And I was the kid who grew up begging my grandma to buy <laughs> me comic in Publix line. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know what Publix is, I'm I'm sorry. I know you're you're not privileged enough to have public around you. If there's public one, is the best place. if there's one great thing about the state of Florida that very few people can argue with, and I'm not gonna get into politics here. I understand, <laughs> I understand there are a lot of bad politics behind this grocery store, but they have a slogan that says "Where shopping is a pleasure," and God damn it. It is a it's pleasure. Tr- it's true. It's it's true, man. The Publix grocery store is the best grocery store. When I've gone to other grocery stores in my life or I've been in parts of our glorious country that do not have Publixes and I have to go to a grocery store, it's, it's a travesty, man. I don't know how the rest of the world does it. I don't know how the rest of our country does it. Go into, no. go into these other places to buy your groceries. I just don't get it. When I was in Alabama, I went to a place called the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, the Piggly Wigglies. No, it's I, know, no I will never go to a Piggly Wiggly. It's no Publix. I've been, I've been to public. quite a, in some of my poorer days, um, like yesterday, no. Um, I've, <laughs> I've gone to a food lion in a pinch. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what a food lion Aldi. is. Hmm? Aldi. Aldi is, a good uh, Aldi is great. Well, we can talk about Aldi in a hot second. Um, 
Food Lion <laughs> is a horrible place, <laughs> but they have a wonderful logo, and they have a wonderful name. <laughs> and I would gladly, I would go ahead. What? They have a lot of dented cans. Oh, they have a lot of terrible products. Um, I would gladly wear a Food Lion product just because I love their logo. <laughs> um, Aldi is fantastic, man. I don't go very often, but I back in my college days, um, my girlfriend at the time, the only Aldi that I ever knew of was in her hometown. And every, like, I'd say every month we'd go to visit her parents maybe for a weekend. And we yeah. would just stock up at the Aldi's, man. <laughs> we'd drive back home. Well, so, and they're all fancy now because all their vegetables are organic now. Oh, really? I I honestly have not been to an Aldi in like seven years. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's well, they gro- help. They're broke. That's a uh, that's grocery store talk. That's the grocery store corner of Librarians Assemble. If you have other <laughs> grocery store questions. You can feel free to email us at librariansassemble at gmail.com. Uh, Angel or I will get back to you about our, our preferences. Um, <laughs> just know, and I, and I speak for myself here. I don't know if I speak for Angel. Winn-Dixie is a god-awful place that you should never step foot into. It's a poo hole, it's, and I will never go there. It's disgusting. Okay, so Archie, you would you would beg your grand you would beg your grandmama for Archie comics at the grocery store line. Yes, and she didn't care what I was reading as long as I was reading, so she would let me usually pick a double digest, which if you know anything about Archie is a big deal. That's a it's a dinosaur. It's a BFD <laughs> man. It's a BFD. Um, but I loved Archie. My whole like growing up, I loved Archie. He was my. He and Spider-Man were my intro to comics. And so when I saw that there was going to be a revamp of Archie, because I I stuck with Archie, even when they did the whole weird double storyline, married to Betty, married to Veronica, assassinated storyline. And when I saw that they were coming out with a new Mm -hmm. story, I was hesitant. But as soon as they said that Fiona was going to be the one drawing it, I was right there. I will be there. I'll buy it the first second it comes out. And I did. And it's is wonderful. She, is she still the artist on the book? Or she does they... a lot of covers. Okay. But they have guest artists who come in and stuff. Is it still... It was Mark Wade writing it, correct? Is it still Mark Wade? Yes. Okay. Mm, to my knowledge, yes. Okay. That sounds Check cool. I was never... I was never big into Archie... Um, I was huge in Spider-Man. Anyone who listens to the show knows that Angel and I are huge, huge Spider-Man fans. And like Angel just said, it's pretty much what got us both in the comics. Um, Not together. Individually, we weren't hanging out at the Publix together getting Spider-Man comics. (laughs) But much like you, I would would take trips to like the 7-Eleven with my grandma. And she would buy her scratch-off tickets and her lottery tickets. And she would. I would always hit up their comic book rack. Because this is back in, in a day uh, when places would have comic books. You could actually get single-issue comics from places other than a comic shop. And they yeah. were on like little spindle racks and everything. 
So I, you know, much like much like your grandma, my grandma, and my mom. I'm not trying to take any credit away from my mom here. Um, both, neither of them cared as long as I was reading something, and they knew how much I loved the character, and they knew how much it made me want to read, and I would just get my hands on as much as I could. So they didn't care, and they would buy me Spider-Man or X-Men or whatever comics whenever I wanted them, as long as you know we had the money. Obviously, we went. Well, they, back then it was hard because. You didn't always read them in order. Oh, I don't think I, I don't think up until maybe like the early two thousands that I actually read yeah. Spider Man in order. Well, because I, I mean, oh, that's not I, true. I just lied. I'm sorry. I actually, I was, pr- I was lucky enough to um, at one point in my life, my grandma knew how much I love Spider Man, and Marvel started doing this thing where you could actually subscribe to the comics and have them mailed to you really yeah yeah they did this for a a long while that's where most of mine came from so i would i had a subscription to like the amazing and spectacular spider-man and then i think i had like an x-men subscription too so that what i just said was complete bs and neglects (laughs) all the great things that my parents have done for me um so no i I, however just read them off the thin rack at Woolworths. Oh, Woolworths. Man, we are taking... (laughs) We are taking a trip. (laughs) There was a Woolworths two blocks from my grandma's house, and she would let me walk there as long as I was back with it. This Again, this was another time (laughs) when you didn't worry about your kid getting kidnapped on the side of Dixie Highway. (laughs) I was... Oh, shit. I used to go to that Woolworths all the time, too, man. Yes! Yes! It's right by my grandma's house. That's awesome. I used to walk there. And again, different time. We weren't worried about kids getting snatched. So but see, we were like uh we were. It was it was in the height of like the child kidnapping era. Like I mean it was we were both born right as yeah, my parents didn't care. They didn't think it was gonna happen to them. So yeah. we just wanted I mean, there was still a lot more leeway than there is now, but like I know oh, yeah. for for me, my my mom lived in abject terror of of that. I mean, not to get into too many personal things on the podcast, I'll just skirt around it. But there were there were things that happened in my childhood that made her like a lot more heightened mm-hmm. to that. But yeah. I mean, I I just remember, man, like the Adam Walsh case was like. Oh that, yeah, that's what like shut everything down. Well, that was too. Yeah, and that was down in Miami. So, but yeah, see, I, you all turned in thinking you'd you'd hear about comics, but mostly <laughs> you've heard about grocery stores, sandals, and the stores that Angel and I used to shop at as kids. Yep. So that's yep. you know, that's the fun about an episode like this. <laughs> exactly. So you want to say anything else about uh, Arch, the Archman? Um, I'm just, I don't know. I've, I've read the first volume. This is one that I, I bought the first three issues as mm-hmm. they came out mm-hmm. and then I, then I got the volume. Okay. So I'm they did behind. a, they did a Jughead too, didn't they? Yes, they did. And they also did along the same tangent, they did, um, a Sabrina reboot. Yeah. And that one they is good. Did, 
That's the yeah. that's the Sabrina in Hell or whatever the hell it's called. What is it like? Yeah. The, no, the Chilling Tales of Sabrina or something like that. Yeah, Chilling Tales, and that was awesome. Yeah, it's creepy so. too, man. Oh yeah, it was really creepy. It was a not not for kids book. Oh no 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 no. But, that's another one that but, like I read the first couple issues of the Sabrina one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I need to buy the rest of these. Like, I need all of them. But, like, I still haven't yeah. done it because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I See, I've been buying the volume and just True. dealing with it that way. Cause... Yeah. You know what I could do? I have do? a child, a small child. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> I hear you, man. my excuse why I'm only a chapter, well one act into Harry Potter and the Cursed Child so far today. Oh, yeah, that's, uh... That's Came out on, yesterday. That's on our... It's that's on its way to our house right now. I'm debating yep. on how much to say, but she's not going to listen before she gets it. Today is Amira's <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday, Amira. Happy birthday! She, uh... She took a trip with her, uh... With her biological dad and her sister and his dad's... And her dad's uh, girlfriend and her her kids, they all went up to Boston this weekend, man. They had a great time. We were getting a lot of updates from them, man. It was awesome. Very so cool. She's, uh, she's my favorite little Harry Potter nerd. Oh, she's, I the love- be- she's the best, man. She's on a plane right now. So happy birthday. And you won't hear this before it arrives for you, but the new Harry Potter book is on its way for you. Uh, <laughs> and and Josh I- is going to give you a birthday hug for me. Yay. And an owl, an owl is delivering it right now. Yay. Okay, so another... I couldn't remember what TV shows started this year, but one I did know for sure that started in the year that we've been out is uh, Jessica Jones. Yes. And I'm going to go ahead and... What was that? That's on your list? It, it would have been if I had remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Jones was a phenomenal show. It's yeah. a damn shame. I just saw recently that it's not coming back till 2018. Bullshit. Um, which, I mean, I get because they got to do the Defenders thing and all that nonsense. But uh, I want another Jessica Jones. And yeah. it was it was phenomenal. A great show. Better than I could have imagined. I was worried about how it would be done. As I worry about all things in life. Um, yeah. But it was great. I love Kristen Ritter anyway. And I thought she was great from the get-go. I love that she channeled her old Veronica Mars um, acting chops. And she basically became a new badass version of Veronica Mars. Yeah. And it was a great show. And one of the things I really loved about the show was that for those who listen to the show... My wife is not the biggest fan of comic book related stuff. I mean, she'll sit through it if she has to, but she doesn't want to on her own. But she watched the entire Jessica Jones season with me because she wanted to, because it appealed to her, it hooked her, and and she really enjoyed it. So that's how I know a comic book thing really transcends the market when when Christina's like, oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> like, <laughs> then it then it doesn't just appeal to nerds like, like me. It appeals to, 
the, a, a wider audience, an audience that cares more about story and less about, well, that's not how it was in the comic book. So yeah. that was one of the things, that was one of the moments I realized, oh, they got a hit on their hands right now then. So, well, and I'm excited to see the Luke Cage series. That trailer was so fun. I don't know and if the it was. For I was that. gonna say. I was gonna say. I don't know if it was just the Wu Tang song in it, or if it was Ugh. just how badass he looked. I don't know what it was, or all of those things combined. But, and you know, as I was watching it, and the bullets were just bouncing off of him, I'm like, they're making me care about a show in which they're the main character is invincible pretty much and like here i am like oh i gotta watch this show in which nothing as far as we're aware right now can physically harm this guy so like where's the sense of danger where's you know where's all that but he's such a great actor he's such a lovable character the soundtrack is great the filming is great he's got like depth to him that like can carry him past like Yes, he may have impenetrable skin, but he's he's a delicate man, you know? He just wants to be loved. <laughs> so he's got a oh it, it they picked a perfect guy for Luke Cage. Holy hell. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how Jessica Jones is in the Defenders. Because that will be the next time we actually see her. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see how her character arcs from the end of the Jessica Jones TV show into the Defenders TV show, then into whatever happens, Jessica Jones season two. But Jessica Jones, by far, I mean, Daredevil, I don't think, I can't remember when Daredevil came out, if it came out right before we started recording or when. But Daredevil is, is also fantastic. I am one episode away from being done with season two because for some reason I started it when it came out and then I never finished it. And my friend Nick, who does the other podcast with me, reminded me that I haven't finished it. And I was like, damn, how did that happen? So um, that's what I've been doing with my time lately. I've been trying to get through the Daredevil show. And I say that like it's a chore. It's not a chore. It's been great. Season two of Daredevil has been pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but. I've been that before the birth of this child. That's so. That was good thinking, man. That was good thinking. Um, but if I had to pick between like if i had to pick a better show i think i would edge it out with jessica jones just because i yeah. think it has more depth to it than daredevil daredevil is a character i i love more than jessica jones but jessica jones the tv show is definitely a better tv show than daredevil and that's like saying you know this cake is better than that cake like they're both damn good cake and i'll, I'll eat, and, I'll, and i'll eat them and I'll be happy. And I'll eat them until I should have stopped 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but Jessica Jones is the tastier of the tasty cakes. Yeah. Okay. So that's my that's my one and only TV show pick. Do you have anything else you'd like to pick? What else my is on your final list? Pick, my final pick is a movie. Okay. And I'm sure you already know what it is. I'm going to say it's Batman versus Superman. No. No. I'm <laughs> going to say it's Age of Ultron. No. Huh. Jeez, what Captain could it be? Oh, Captain America 3. 
That makes sense. Just a little. Um, yeah, not only because your wonderful child shares a name with a significant character from the, the Captain America films and story, but also that was a damn good movie, man. It was an amazing movie. I was, amazing movie. I was actually thinking about that movie, I think it was last night. And I was thinking, because I was, I was thinking to myself, I had just had a conversation not so long ago where I was outnumbered by people who actually thought Age of Ultron was decent. And I, and ah. I, and I didn't. And I started thinking mm-hmm. about that conversation. I'm like, oh, well, they messed up on Avengers 2, but Avengers 3 was really good. And like that was the thought I had to myself. And then I was like, wait, was there an Avengers? Oh, no, Avengers 3 was Captain America 3. <laughs> like, I legitimately in my head forgot that that was a, a Captain America movie and not an Avengers movie. Yeah. But go ahead. Talk talk to us about your love of Captain. I I love Cap. I'm Team Cap all the way. Always. Always. Uh, till the end of the line. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. I love them. You ride, you ride um, or die, man. You ride or die. And like I said, like I said, I, I care so much about these characters that my firstborn son is literally named Buchanan, so, and we call him Bucky all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> a tiny child can't have the name Buchanan, you have to call him Bucky. No, but one day he needs to be president with a name like Buchanan. Yes, exactly. Jesus. Oh my gosh. I have had so many people who are non-nerd folk go, oh, you named him after the president. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then you're like, oh shit, there was a president. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it's an amazing movie. It's phenomenal from start to finish, and I've seen it more times than I should admit ever. But oh, really? You is... saw it a bunch of times. That's awesome. Oh yeah, uh, I like maybe in, legal... <laughs> in the movie theater. Like you went to the movie theater several times I to saw see it. it? Like in the movie theater, and otherwise, I've seen it at least a dozen times. Hmm. I think I should stop asking you questions. It sounds like I'm about to make you incriminate yourself. Yeah, let's, don't incriminate me. Let's, let's stir. So you went to the movie theater several times a week to see that movie. That's crazy. That's awesome, yeah. though. We support movies in the movie theater. Yeah, I do. I love the movie theater. Oh, I love the movie theater. My mom threw... Oh, my God. Side note, since this whole podcast has been side notes, my mom <laughs> and I went to go see the new Star Trek movie together. Because my mom is a huge Star Trek fan, but that's like her only her only nerd, nerdum. And mm-hmm. on top of that, her she only loves, like she has no real knowledge of Star Trek beyond the original TV show and original motion pictures. Like she never got like into Ra- like, what was that? Like Wrath of Khan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like she never got into like Next Gen or Deep Space or any of that stuff. She just her love of Star Trek hinges on her love of Spock. Her love oh. of uh, like the character and Leonard Nimoy. She loves, loves, loves them. So if there's not a Spock in the Star Trek, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so we've been, yeah, no, she she has her moments. Um, so we've been seeing the new Star Trek movies together since they've been coming out. And um, Zachary Quinto won my mom over. She was very scared. She was very much ready to dislike him for playing Spock because he wasn't Leonard Nimoy. 
but within like a half hour of the first of the new Star Trek movies, she loved him. So anyway, Yay. we went, speaking of love of movies, we went to see the movie and our my local theater has recently been revamped and like they have a like choose your seats now, like assigned seats. And they have like big reclining leather chairs and they have these really creepy little um like desk things that fold in front of you. Like uh, like a tray. There's a tray, that's what I'm looking for. Like yeah, a swinging tray. And it makes me feel kind of like I'm back in school. <laughs> but like also on a more neurotic level, um, they don't push very easily. Like once they close in on you or like once you kind of put it in front of you, like they, they the hinges don't swing just really easily. Like I can't just like quickly push it out of the way. I kind of have to like put a little bit of strength behind it. So, like, on a neurotic level, I was terrified. Like, what if there's an emergency in this movie theater? What if <laughs> what if something goes wrong and, and something terrible... Like, I don't want to say the words out loud, but something terrible happens in here. And I have to quickly try to get down and get to the exit. I'd first have to push this stupid tray out of my way. So, like, that was, like, the first 45 minutes of my movie-going experience was, like, planning all my exit strategies based on that. Um... That's the kind of person I am. And if anyone's wondering, like, I wonder what it's like to go to a, a public place with Josh. He talks a lot about the exits <laughs> in buildings yeah. and whether or not um, he feels safe there. Um, <laughs> but I can understand. Anyway, m- my mom had a real hard time with her damn Coca-Cola and literally <laughs> spilled it all over me in this movie. It <laughs> slipped out of her hands poured all over my lap all over these nice new leather chairs all over the floor so that was my movie going experience recently like so your mom is like my husband maybe they the should... last time we went to the movie theater i got popcorn the entire large bag of... <laughs> we never get large popcorn yeah, he can't... bought it because it came with the special t-shirt or whatever it was God. and suckers. he bought a large popcorn and a large drink. oh yeah totally <laughs> We well, never buy large popcorn. So you get large popcorn, and then three quarters of it ends up all over my lap. Chris, fuck. So you know what? I've decided my mom and Chris need to start going to the movies together. Let, let, let them take care of it. I like it. They can come back and tell us how it was, and we'll determine whether or not it's safe to go. <laughs> Is it worth having food dumped all over us if we go? <laughs> um. um. Yeah, cool. No, so tell me more about Captain America. I interrupted you. What were some of, okay. what, what were some of the things you loved about the movie besides um, all of it? I loved obviously I love Captain America and Bucky's uh interactions. But the two shining stars for me of that movie were actually like apart from Cap and Bucky were uh T'Challa, Black Panther. He was Friggin' amazing. It was amazing. They could not have cast him better. No, like, you, like, phenomenal. Just him, his, his badass bodyguard lady, are. She stole the show in that ten minutes. I know she, she was, was barely in it too, and she was like just yeah, phenomenal. just barely in it. And yet, when we left, uh, a bunch of our friends were one of other, one of the girls in our friend group was like, "I'm cosplaying her for Halloween." That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> badass. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I'm 
not to get political, but I think it's important for uh, movies to be more inclusive. Um, I think that's a safe thing to say on, and, on this podcast. Well, and to show more powerful people mm-hmm. of different backgrounds. Yeah, people of it color, women, whatever. Like, yeah, It's not even necessarily colors. It's, it's women, it's color, it's orientation, yeah. it's even the way you grew up, you know? Like, and in a way, I feel like even though he's white middle America man uh, in Ant-Man with Scott, I think he also is a different background in that he's not your normal superhero. He's this felon. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. felon who sleeps on his friends' couches and stuff. Like, but T'Challa, by all means, and and Black Panther, he was amazing. Amazing. He, he, I couldn't, like, dude, I have always liked the Black Panther character, but I would be a bald-faced liar if I said that I was, like, an expert in anything Black Panther. He... I nerded out so much when he came on the screen. For a character that I only know in, like, like marginally, you know, like... I don't I don't have a large collection of Black Panther comics not because I hate black people but because it, it was it wasn't something that like outside of his costume it wasn't something that appealed to to me a whole lot as a kid and yeah. speaking of representation I mean there there's you're exactly like I felt represented by things like the X-Men and Spider-Man why because a lot of them were marginalized nerdy white kids and god why would I relate to that why do we need yeah. representation? Because more than just nerdy white kids should feel drawn to books, you know. Like, anyway, um, but like, and, and also when I was growing up, <laughs> unfortunately, Black Panther comics were few and f- goddamn far between. Yeah, like, exactly. it, it wasn't very easy to find them anyway. But yeah. so for a character that I don't have a whole lot of vested history with. The amount of excitement level, like I was equally as excited for all of the Black Panther scenes as I was for all of the Spider-Man scenes, which says just which says more about what that actor and what those writers were able to do with the Black Panther character in that movie than anything else. Because like, as we've already stated, I love Spider-Man and they finally, finally got him perfect on the big screen. Yeah. And so as much as I was excited... He's my other standout. Hmm? He's my other standout. Yes. It's T'Challa and, and this most adorable Peter Parker I did I've not seen. want to like him because I like Andrew Garfield as an actor and I think he's adorable and I thought he was a pretty decent Spider-Man and I hated the idea that we're getting another reboot of Spidey and another actor to play Spidey. But that kid, within five seconds of being on the screen, won me over. And I was like, shit, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty damn good, this kid. See, my thing was, I, I was going into it with no expectations of Spider-Man because I knew that unless something horrific happened, I was going to love the movie anyway, with or without Spider-Man showing up? That's true. I mean, I was a little bit more confident in this movie 
because yeah. Captain America 2 was so damn good. Yeah. And there was the same people involved. Yeah. But at the oh, same man. time, this was when after... He came on that screen, hmm? It was just... When he came on the screen and they're just having that little interaction in the apartment with the hottest Aunt May ever. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> God damn, Marissa Tomei, dude. She just gets better looking every time she comes on the screen. First time I ever saw her was my cousin Vinny, and oh, I've yeah. loved her ever how could you not man god she's so she's so wonderful just a great actress so beautiful um but yeah when he when they were talking in the apartment and you see this this kid playing peter parker and he's getting all flustered because tony stark is sitting in his oh, living room it's like perfect spider-man like, perfect spider-man it's perfect peter parker well and it was one of those things where i felt like a cheesy romance movie where i'm like this is why it never works with everybody else this is why it never works for everybody else because this is Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. This kid, this kid here. got it, and they finally gave him a Queens accent. Yes, and like just and the line between him and Cap. Yeah, where are you from? Ah, <laughs> oh, ah, oh, it was amazing. It was perfect. It was great. I can't like. I can't I can't believe that we finally have a kid. And again, he was what, 15 20 minutes of this movie, so hopefully he can carry a whole movie on his own. I think he can. I but think he can. we finally have a great Peter Parker and a great Spider-Man. Cuz for yes. as as great as he was as Peter Parker, he carried that over into Spider-Man. And thus far in the Spider-Man movies, we've had people who have been pretty decent at Peter Parker but bad at Spider-Man or vice versa. Like yeah. much like the Batman movies, it's been it's been hard to have a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman in the same actor. Mm-hmm. We finally have a Spider-Man it, it, who's doing it. He's a perfect Peter Parker and a perfect Spider-Man. When they leaked the footage of him doing gymnastics uh, before he came out mm-hmm. and he did like four backflips and landed in spider pose with yeah. his hand out and thing. I literally shut my phone down because <laughs> I couldn't feel with what was what I was seeing. I, I was like, yeah. did I just watch that? Because he's not even in in the he's not even in the uniform and he's he's Spider Man. Like know. he's I mean, and, and how much he's taking it to heart too, like. I want to okay. I want to do great, you know, like he feels that pressure and he wants to live up to it and you know that's that's awesome. That's and he's so young. Like the actual actor too, like we could have a a good Spider-Man for a good long time. Exactly. Oh, God bless. But yeah, that is my number one movie of the last year. And I'm going to second that because I don't have a movie on my list. But if I did, <laughs> if I did, it would be Captain America 3 as well. Because, let's be honest, that's the best superhero movie that's come out this past year. Oh, yeah. All right. So I will pick one more comic book then. I'm going to I'm gonna double up on it, though. Because <laughs> I can't just pick one of these. So I really, lo- I really loved Prez from DC Comics about the 16-year-old teenage girl president with the election who yeah with the weirdly it was it was a hilarious book 
it's a must read right now <laughs> Um, it's a must-read, too, especially if you're somebody who thinks this whole political process is a joke, which, frankly, should be most of us. Like, whether or not you're supporting the insider, the outsider, whoever, you know, whatever leaning you have, we do have a very weird, strange political process, electoral process. And Prez... It's crazy junk right now. It's crazy. It's, it's all. It's getting weird, and Prez takes that weirdness to another level. It it reminded me a lot of the movie Idiocracy, where where it shows us our our future, and we think to ourselves, "No, it can't be like that." But then we realize, "Oh well, it it kind of already is like that," and this is just like an extreme version of it, but. Really, we're not that far removed from the extreme version. But Prez was really funny, really smart. Like, really, really smart book. And I, I can't recommend it enough. It, I, you know, preteen, teenage, adult, I, you know, I think it's, it's suitable for 13 and up, I'd say. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's a really phenomenal book. And I like that it was a limited thing. I, I don't think DC's planning on doing anything else with it again. It's based on a thing DC had done already in the past, so it's an updated version of of the original Prez. But it's really it was really good and definitely, like I said, a must read right now. Read it before November. Um, I frankly think we would do well with a sixteen year old as president right now. You know, <laughs> it's better than some of the alternatives. Um, yep. And uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows where I lean. I I had a drunken rant about it. If you've if you've listened to every episode, you know where I lean. So, anyway, and the other thing I want to say is Paper Girls. I read Volume One of Paper Girls <laughs> recently as well. It is freaking amazing. And if you've got sucked into the Netflix show Stranger Things, yeah, should be reading Paper Girls. What was that? I've not watched it yet. Oh, you should. Oh, my God. You'd love it. Did you like Paper Girls? Did you read Paper Girls? Yes, I did. Then you would like Stranger Things. I need to watch it. It's like the similarities didn't hit me until right now as I just started talking about it, honestly. Um, But, yeah, it's about four instead of four boys, whatever. It's about four girls who are paper girls. They deliver the paper in their, in their small, I think, Indiana, some some Midwestern town. And strange things start happening. There's like an alien invasion, maybe. You're not quite sure if they're aliens or what the heck they are. But it's, it's really sci-fi-y. It's really crazy. It's really funny. It's funny in some parts. It's really creepy in some other parts. But it's it's very nostalgic feeling as well because it's also set, I believe, in the '80s as well. I mean, if they're delivering papers, come on, it's not now. Um, so it, it, again, if if you like the the nostalgic vibes of Stranger Things and you haven't read Paper Girls, read Paper Girls. It's really fun. It's really good. It's Brian K. Vaughn, and I forget the artist right now, and I immensely apologize and I'm going to fix it real quick so Paper Girls is, is really good and it's um, Image Comics so we can't go too long without talking about Image Comics on this podcast it no. is Brian K. Vaughn 
and Jared K. Fletcher is the artist, and Matthew Wilson is also listed as an artist. I don't know if one's a cover artist and one's what, but it's a Brian K. Vaughn not a book, so you know the story is good. And the art is also really, really good and really original looking. Not like, not something, you know, not your run-of-the-mill comic art. It's very, very nicely done. So those are my last two recommendations of things that I absolutely loved in the one year since Librarians Assemble has been out. And I was going to run through a list of all the people who have been part of this show, but we've already been recording for a while now. So I will go through a few of them. I do want to say thank you to everyone who's been a part of the show, especially Angel for coming on to just help me not sound like I was talking to myself and then becoming the regular co-host and a very essential part of this podcast. So thank you, Angel. Not only has it been fun and you've brought actual legitimacy to the podcast, but, um, you know, we became closer friends through this too, which is really fun. Like we hadn't really talked to each other in a while. Like we kind of talk every now and then on Facebook or whatnot, but you know, this really solidified our, you know, another level in our friendship, which I think is really cool. It's been awesome. It has been. And thank you to all the wonderful people I've, I've met. Um, the first guest I ever had on the show, Dave, he's a librarian down in Miami. I actually just met him in person at one of our South regional library conferences. And he's a great guy. Um, Monty, who's also been on the show, who works down in Miami, is great. I've made other far away friends, people like Aaron and Jez, who've been on the show multiple times. I've had friends who've been on the show, like my friend Amanda and Caitlin, and my wife Christina has been on the show. I, I have been very lucky to have really fantastic library and non-library people be a part of this show, and I cannot thank anyone who's even taken three seconds to put their voice on a microphone and talk about comics and libraries the podcast may not be a huge thing but i think for a little show that is basically literally that not basically is literally being recorded in my bedroom right now and over skype probably in angels like bedroom yes it is we're we're (laughs) reaching a good amount of people and there are people who do like this show and there are people who have reached out and said they appreciate our recommendations and it's a fairly original idea there are there is another library comic podcast out there i will not dignify my special episode by naming them but they're not I, i'm not i'm not mad at them they're a great podcast we both started about the same time too which is funny i didn't know they existed and they sure as hell didn't know i existed at the time so it's pretty funny that there there is obviously a lot going on in the library community to warrant a couple of people, and I'm sure there's others I don't know about, dedicating an entire podcast to recommending and talking about comics for librarians. And I know over the year, the theme of the show has kind of expanded and we talk about whatever comes to mind because that's the kind of person I am. (laughs) So that's what's going to happen on any podcast I'm a part of. But I, I really do appreciate everybody who's helped out with this. I think it's, it's 
it's been better received than I thought it would be. The fact that I've done it for a year is only can only be attributed to great people like Angel and all the other guests that have come on to to basically carry me. If this show if this show was going to be a bunch of episodes like the first two I did, it would've been a disaster and been done probably after episode 4. <laughs> so, thank you Angel for being so wonderful and lending all of your great recommendations. I really do appreciate it. And I hope I love being on here. What so, I've loved being on here with you and being it's it's nice to have a venue to be able to talk to people who care about what you have to say mm-hmm. and also with somebody who cares so much about not just comics but books and literacy in general so i appreciate it and i appreciate you so. i i you know i i have learned a lot too from like a lot of the guests we've had and yeah there's so many librarians out there using comics to get kids to read and you mm-hmm. know like that's just that's just wonderful man like keep it up if you're a librarian out there and you're listening to this show and you have a story you want to tell about comics you know where to reach us we're librariansassemble at gmail.com you can hit us up on twitter it's assemble podcast we're at assemble podcast the facebook the facebook page is there just go on facebook type in librarians assemble rate review subscribe we have a few rate uh a few people who reviewed most of them are strongly affiliated with the show though so (laughs) please uh help us out leave a leave a it takes a couple seconds to leave a review and and do you know star rating it really does help if you support the show at all even if you don't listen on a regular basis but you support the idea that there's somebody out here doing the the boring work that we're doing um (laughs) help us out man that that kind of you know by rating and reviewing the podcast it puts it up higher on the itunes charts and it gets it more exposure and that's you know that goes a long way man so thank you to everybody who has thank you to everybody who subscribes tell your friends tell your enemies they you know they deserve they deserve (laughs) to be bored by my voice as much as your friends do um, but seriously, thank you to everybody. Like I said, Angel and I will be back in just about a week and back on a more regular schedule. Hopefully, I think things are calming down on my end. It's going to be a very long time before things calm down on Angel's end. <laughs> hey, that's why I have a dude to help me do all this. So <laughs> it's going to be—it's still going to be a long time before things calm down. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's not a knock on Chris. I mean, you both are going to be like, I, I, I don't know which way's up. I don't know which way's down. I don't exactly. know. I don't know which way's sideways. Well, I'm considering within the next year or two, we'd like to buy a house yeah, and, and have another guys, kid. It's going to be a little crazy. God, <laughs> Godspeed to both of you. Um, Godspeed to the podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but the yeah, podcast we'll, always have an hour of my week. So. Uh, so we'll be back next week to talk about digital versus print comic books. If you'd like to participate in that conversation, we'd love to hear from you. One more time, the email address is librariansassemble at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. It's assemblepodcast at, at 
Assemble Podcast on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. Angel, you have anything you'd like to say to the people before we go? Thank you for listening to us for this long. <laughs> we appreciate it. I appreciate it. We really and I've had fun. And I hope you guys like listening to us and joining us for our fun tangent film. And if I didn't thank you by name, please, please do not think that means I don't appreciate your contributions. If you've been a guest on this show and I didn't just say your name, it doesn't mean I do. I appreciate everyone who's been on the show. It is 1050 on a Monday night and I can't remember everyone's names right this second. And we've been recording for an hour and 17 minutes. So I don't want to waste any more time reading through everyone's name. You want to go listen to other podcasts, but thank you to every single person who's ever tweeted at us been a guest on the show emailed rated reviewed subscribed anything i we truly do appreciate it keep it up tell your friends tell everyone else and we will talk to you next week yes catch you on the flip side yo peace